Listener Production. I remember studying for tests and exams, and I remember assuring my classmates that I could get a decent score with one night's study. And I also remember that I would always have this nagging feeling in the back of my head. What if I'd studied properly? Would I have done better? Would it have made a difference? But what even is proper study? Does cramming work? Or do you need to space it out? I'm Matthew Aegis, a journalist at Cosmos, and today we're opening the textbook on what works and what doesn't when it comes to exam prep. First up, we should probably look at where all of our learning goes on. Our brains are made of neurons, brain cells, and there are billions of them. They're all hooked up in a connected web sending electrical signals between each other, helping us to interpret the sensory experiences that are taking place in our world. As we learn, these neurons form new connections with each other, and it's these changes in our brain that help to encode and consolidate information. So the very act of learning strengthens these connections and enhances our brains. But how do we get the best result? Imagine this, the circled exam date on your calendar is tomorrow. With a thud, you smack down a big textbook, open to page one, and start reading. As you go, you're taking copious notes, basically writing out the whole textbook, bringing in the highlighters for passages that you think must be important. Key terms, phrases, definitions. The all-night cram, or we've all been there. In fact, one survey of students in the US found 99% of them intended to cram the night before their upcoming exams. Sheesh! But does the big cram really work? According to cognitive psychologists, well, that depends. There's plenty of research that has polled students on their own study techniques. The answers are often the same. Reread textbooks, lecture notes, and highlighted passages. We all dream of being highly organized, studious, and taking the time to pore over each section of text like we've been taught to do. But some studies show that this type of blocked learning, where you sit down and thoroughly study one topic at a time, isn't guaranteed to help you come test time. So, does that mean cramming works? A research group at the University of Washington, St. Louis, tested information recall from situations mimicking both cramming and block learning. The researchers gave students a 250-word passage of text to read. All of the students were given four lots of five-minute blocks to read or revise the passage. At one extreme, a student repeatedly read the passage four times over. At the other extreme, they read it once, followed by three revision tests. The researchers found students who did the four repeat reads in quick succession, emulating a huge chunk of intensive cramming, could recall 80% of core information within five minutes. That's pretty good if you've got a test the following day. But if the test was held a week later, only 40% of that detail was recalled. On the other hand, a single read and repeated self-testing 
reaped a 70% recall within five minutes, which is still pretty good for a next-day test, and only a drop to 60% for the test a week later. So cramming can work, and blocked learning is okay too, but neither appear very good for turning memory into knowledge long-term. So what is? Well, multiple studies over the last decade have found interleaving is a better method. Here, rather than studying each topic one at a time, let's say for two hours, you mix smaller sections of different topics together over that same period. In multiple lab and classroom-based studies with school and university-level students given blocked or interleaved revision coursework, Interleaving has been found to yield better academic results, even though learners often thought block learning was more advantageous. So why might this be? Researchers think interleaving can have a couple of benefits. Firstly, where different topics share concepts, these can be reinforced by interleaving. And second, where there are differences, the brain is forced to distinguish between the concepts being learned. It's being challenged to think about the information presented and then to reason through it correctly to find the right solution. So rather than mastering a big block on one topic and finding that process pretty easy, interleaving leads to better long-term knowledge development. It's harder, takes more time, but is ultimately better at reinforcing learning. Quizzing, whether in the classroom or at home, can be another effective tool. In 2011, a study of one Year 8 science class spaced little tests over the course of a study unit. It found a 13-25% to improvement in exam scores. It also found knowledge of course material that didn't form part of this regular quizzing improved too, from a C-plus to an A- minus on average when assessed in proper tests. I'd say that's pretty good. So are there any top tips that experts recommend? Luckily for us, there are. In 2016, those same clinical psychologists from Washington St. Louis authored a paper on their best study techniques. Included within that were some things that seem pretty obvious. Things like being well-organised and managing your time, buying or borrowing a copy of the textbook to read before the course starts, and, sorry for the bad news, attending all of your lectures. But their top tips are spread your reading and revision out rather than cramming into one night because it's much more effective for retaining information long-term and consolidating your knowledge. If you're given comprehension questions to do in your course, do them before the lecture. This, they say, activates knowledge you might already have about a topic and will make it easier for those neurons to connect new information to what you already know. In the same way, write down questions on what you're learning while you go to think harder about what you're learning. Plus, a bonus is that you'll also generate a set of questions to help you review when the test date looms nearer. One tip the researchers also suggest, which I totally agree with and am sure benefited me greatly, 
is all about computers. Specifically, leave them at home. A laptop or a smartphone in class, they say, is a likely point of distraction. Makes sense. It's far too easy for you to tune out and browse the web or put the headphones in and scroll social media. But also, a 2014 study published in Psychological Sciences ran students through three different tests, taking notes about lectures by either typing into a laptop or writing into a notebook. In one test, the students transcribed the lecture. In another, they wrote it in their own words, and in the third, they got the chance to revise their notes before a final test. The researchers found that, regardless of the method, students who had taken handwritten notes performed better on conceptual questions than those students who had typed. This, they think, is because handwritten notes require the writer to put ideas into terms they themselves can understand, whereas typing comments exactly as the lecturer recites them doesn't do much to encourage your own thinking. And lastly, maybe even most importantly, just as you shouldn't ignore study time so you can hang out with your mates, it's also important to reward yourself from actually doing the study. Take a break, go for a walk, call a friend on the phone. All-night cramming is also dangerous for another reason. It eats into sleep time. That's one thing UCLA psychiatrists found is incredibly important. In a study of Californian high school students, academic performance declined as late-night cramming sessions went up. So, good sleep habits are especially important to learners seeking good grades. Although the researchers did note that students who actually did the study still performed better than those that didn't. So, at the end of the day, that's probably no surprise. For the latest in science news, don't forget to check out The Science Briefing, also available here on the Listener app, and head to cosmosmagazine.com for more science just like this. Otherwise, we'll be back again next time for another Huh? Science Explained.